of the Fields of the Real podcast. I am one half, Sherry, <laughs> the football genius Burgess. Yes. <laughs> all right, all right. Yes, finally. Right. I, 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 you know how every week I get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Stephanie Wallace, a.k.a. The Advantage Coach. And we have a special guest for you today. Yay. We've been trying, we've been at it for a couple of weeks, and we're finally here. Yes. We have Miss Crystal Moody from Georgia State University Athletics. Yeah. Hello, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So we're here at Georgia State today, which is extra cool. Yes. Um. Yeah. So we're we're pretty ex- excited and pumped. We kind of mentioned this briefly. We did. We did. <laughs> but we didn't want to give it away until we actually uh, got yeah. up here and got a chance to do it. So. Um, Ms. Moody, you are our very first guest. Yes. Oh, wow. That's a blessing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so planned, awesome. Yeah, we planned it out this way. Um, every month, we're mm-hmm. going to try to go to a different school and interview uh, a different staff member of their okay. um, or player mm-hmm. of um, their athletic program. Um, so you are our first guest. We're so excited about it. Yes. Um, we we kind of want to learn a little bit about you, okay? Okay. So... Um, my very first question for you is, what's your current title here at Georgia State? My current title is Director of Student Athlete Development here okay. at Georgia State. And that means, um, basically, I work with all of our student athletes to make sure that they're career ready and prepared for when they graduate from college. Okay. So, but to also kind of to, that falls underneath that as well, is making sure that if they need a part-time job throughout the semester, working with them on that. Uh, internships, job shadowing, so anything that's career related. We also do resume building, cover mm-hmm. letters, and everything. So we have that whole everything under wraps. Is we're going to touch on everything. So when our student athletes do graduate, they're mm-hmm. not just being pushed out into real world and have no idea just of the basis of what they need to work on and being familiar with. Right. We want to just have give them opportunity to know and be aware of things that they're available to or what they're capable of. That is okay. awesome. Yeah. Thank that is you. awesome. How long, how long have you served in this position? Actually, I have been in this position for about six months. Um, total here at Georgia State, though, it's been about two years. So if we okay. go in a little more <laughs> detail, I can tell you about my story on how I came to Georgia State and just my growth here as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay. Dive right in. Okay, well, let's go. <laughs> go right um, at it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, about three years ago, I went to Texas to get my master's of science degree. Uh-huh. And coming back home, it only natural to try to find a place at home to save money and everything else. Right. So I was blessed with uh, knowing a couple of contacts and able to reach out to our director of athletic director, excuse me, Charlie Cobb, and touch bases with him. And they actually gave me the opportunity to do an internship. So coming in doing the internship, I assume I did something right. Uh, (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah. And really, I just came in and worked hard and just let them know who I was and let them know, hey, if there's anything that's open or available, I would love for the opportunity. 
And then once uh, it was almost about a month before I was getting ready to graduate, they offered me the position awesome. to come in as a learning specialist. Okay. So it came in, I worked with our students that had learning disabilities mm-hmm. or they needed that additional support or even just on the basis of a mentor, just kind of touching bases with them, mm-hmm. checking right. in and just, hey, you did your work today, did your assignments. Um, mm-hmm. That came natural for me because I come from education. I've always kind of been around kids. Mm-hmm. May not have been my choice, but <laughs> I feel you. Yes. <laughs> you know, sometimes we're good at things that we don't know yes. that we're good at. Right. So um, after coming in as the learning specialist, uh, we they needed to shift some things around and uh-huh. kind of open up some advisors. So I was then offered the position as tutorial coordinator. So that was real big. I did that for a year. Loved it. It really gave me a lot of insight. It also gave me a great opportunity to get to know our student athletes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes with us being such a big campus and Mm -hmm. having two different locations, you kind of hit or miss or you know people by name but not by face. So definitely you're going to get that either good attention or bad attention (laughs) when you start scheduling tutor appointments. (laughs) But that gave me a good foundation to get to meet the kids and get to know them and they get to know me as well. Um, So later on, this position came open as Director of Student Athlete Development, and I Uh basically just had to take it and let them know that I wanted the position and to please consider me for it. And again, another blessing, Georgia State is my spot of blessings. It definitely is. I was offered the opportunity and chance to be the Director of Student Athlete. So my goal is to knock it out of the water That's every right. single opportunity we get. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Thank it's you, inspirational like, right. to hear that, <laughs> right. that journey. Yeah. Like, it's possible. But it, okay. it, it happens. Sometimes we hear things like that happening for other people. And it's like, yeah, right. it's never going to happen to me. But I wasn't expecting it. Okay. Sometimes just communication, working mm-hmm. hard, people see you. Sometimes, most of the times, I didn't even think people knew I was there. Mm-hmm. Wow. But they saw it. And mm-hmm. when people, individuals came and they needed something, Again, I made sure I put my best work forward yeah. right. and gave it to them and just kind of stayed and took it over and beyond. There were times where we had a student athlete that needed to get an assignment done by 12 o'clock that night, and I got off at 12 o'clock that afternoon, but we cool. had to stay till 7, That's 8 o'clock right. to make sure it gets done. Right. So right. just always, you don't have to do things for the attention, but when you do things, people see you. So okay. just make sure That's there's good. a time and a place for everything right. and you handle your business when That's you need right. to. Operate in okay. excellence. Exactly. And then people will notice and you don't have exactly. to be jumping up right. in their face with it if you right. just operate exactly. in excellence. They'll see. Exactly. You do it, yes. see. And the yes. heart. Definitely. People know your heart. And that's one thing. My heart leaves a lot of times. <laughs> but I yeah. think that's why I do well working with kids, mm-hmm. with our younger generation, because I don't judge them. I try mm-hmm. to always relate. Mm-hmm. And I understand that sometimes they just need to vet. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't need someone to problem solve. They just that's need right. to get it off of mm-hmm. them. And a lot of times they don't have those individuals they can go and mm-hmm. talk to without that person taking it personal. Right. It's not personal. It's that's their right. issue. They just need to get it off of them. And sometimes they'll come up with their own solution, and they'll know, okay, now I know. Right. So okay. just giving them that balance. I do like the kids, but don't tell too many people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess that answers question number two then. Uh-oh, did I jump ahead? It's okay. Well, no, no, that's fine. Because it's, it's kind of, it's obvious, but you can speak to it. What drove right. you into this profession? Um. Yeah, because you said something about having a background in education. education. Yeah. And to take it a little further, children with disabilities and special needs right. have always been my heart and my passion. Okay. So naturally, working in education and coming up from that, that and um, 
I was an elementary school paraprofessional for seven years. Okay. Again, naturally good. I had an administrator come in, and it wasn't the best experience, but he got me motivated. Mm-hmm. And he questioned the fact that paraprofessionals may not be as qualified. And I just had to kind of redirect him and let him know that that's not true because I'm a paraprofessional getting my master's degree. The only reason I'm not able to get my certification at the time is because that's not what I majored in. So it was a good conversational piece for the both of us because it gave me an insight of how some people might kind of put us in a box. But it also gave me that opportunity to talk to our administrators and -hmm. let them know, hey, your paraprofessionals are great people, great individuals. But it's not that they're lazy or not capable. There are other circumstances that Mm -hmm. might not help them or get them in that situation that they need. So just, again, working with kids with special needs and then just working with kindergarten, elementary level kids. uh, And then worked up. I've worked with everyone except for middle school. Middle school, they're in you between. Okay. <laughs> okay. You okay? Trust me, I feel yes. you. Me too. I did both, but okay. not middle. I, yeah. I, I, I don't school. Yeah, good yeah. for you. No, ma'am. Yeah. I stayed yeah. in middle school for approximately three months. Now, yeah. See, yeah, everybody. <laughs> I too, truly understand what people say. You know, thank you for being a teacher. Everybody's not yeah, built for it, but no. everybody's not built to teach middle school. No, either. no, you're an extremely yeah. special right. individual when yes. you actually like working in middle, middle school, school education. Yeah. Yes. yes, I tell people often. I will take little people, oh, yes. little kids, any all day, day All day. Little people, when they're crying or upset, it's for a reason. That's right. We can find a right. quick right. solution. Let me right. feed you. Let me give you a hug or something. <laughs> right. The grown people, they understand. They accept you. They feel your, right. your, your spirit. They That's know right. you're real, and they will fool with you or not. You know That's exactly right. where you stand. That's in. right. Middle right. school, they just don't know what they They do. don't yeah. have a clue. Middle school yeah. kids are the devil. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do. See, I, I call them the devil spawn, no, though. I do. But you know what? I just say. They, they're smelling themselves. Yeah, and, and I said their heads are flipping around. Yeah. That's what and, I always say. And they say. stink yeah. half the time. I'm like, yeah, yeah. your attitude is horrible. Oh, it's horrible. Your habits are horrible. Mm-hmm. You stink. Right. Yep. Yeah. You stink. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to tell them that. Today. No, no, tell you them. stink. That's what's wrong with you. <laughs> okay, just oh, everything. Right. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so, but to sum it up, just the smaller, the younger generation and our kids with special needs, that has always just been my heart tug, my heart string. Okay. And as much as I tried to stay away from working with kids directly, I tell you, there hasn't been a year in my life I have not worked with kids. I, okay, yeah. so... We in the same boat. Uh, yeah. yeah. Some yeah. capacity. Yeah. 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 I can't get away from it. I don't know what I, it is. Really? Because, yeah. listen, it ain't our decision. It's not. Okay. You better say it. That's okay. right. That's right. <laughs> and once we start fighting that, then we'll all be okay. <laughs> Just go with the flow. Go we with it. You. Amen. So, oh. what's... Uh, what would you say your ultimate goal in athletics is? Because it feels like uh, now that you're in it, you're here to stay. Yeah, not going anywhere. Right, right, right. <laughs> not as hard as you work to get yes, in. Yes, okay. Um, I would love to be the director of of academics, athletic academics, or just the director of athletics. Period. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but just that stepping stone, academics is big, right. and mm-hmm. just with the student athlete. I've Number one, our student athletes just identify with being an athlete. And they don't even catch that student first. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute, hold on. So here at Georgia State, we do really well. Our kids are academic driven, but we do have a a small population where they need that motivation, Mm -hmm. they need that support, and they Mm -hmm. need that clarification on the purpose 
of why yeah why you're here and why you have your academics mm -hmm. and how the two you know collaborate Closes. together exactly so to continue to stay in that academic realm would definitely be my next step in the future okay. and okay. my goal really is to experience every position I know it's not realistic Right. But experience every position from the bottom to the top because for me is to be that leader you have to be able to get down and get dirty and be able to understand and relate and just not give your opinion because you think that's what's best. You have to get know what works best for these different type of types of environment. I think that comes from working in the school system. Right. Then yeah. we get a lot of opinions but not a lot of feedback on how to resolve them. Not right. problems and, just, and no solutions. Yeah. Right. And yeah. a lot of critiques on what we do or didn't do right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just having that support. So that is really big to me. I don't mm -hmm. just making sure anything that is under my field or my department I know how to do. Mm -hmm. I understand okay. it may not have that hands-on experience, but I know how to do it. And I can relate and understand the stresses and requirements that that person in that field has to go through or deal with mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's real good, yeah. actually. I mean, the whole premise that you want to learn it, learn it all, like yeah. the yeah. cross, you know, yeah. cross train, so you know it all, so yeah. that it, when, when, not if. Yeah. When your opportunity Thank comes, you. yeah. you'll know exactly what everybody who works under you, mm -hmm. what they're dealing with and yeah. what it looks like. That's a, that's right. a great, that's not most, I'm going to just say, I don't feel, think that's, that's most people's okay. uh, path or their thought process when right. it comes okay. to that. Yeah. I don't think that's it. And so. unfortunately, when you think about it, it's, it's really just being a human, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, right. and being empathetic to the struggles of others. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, not even just the struggles, but just uh, what people have to, go, people through. Have to mm -hmm. go through. Yeah. You know? So that's real good. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Um, so we can ask some specific things when it comes to Georgia State, okay. kind of. Um, so you mentioned what you do here, but mm -hmm. um, ex can you explain a little bit about what the what the f what you concentrate most of your efforts on in mm -hmm. helping prepare the Georgia State student athlete? So the main concentration is that career development. Okay. So, as a matter of fact, tomorrow, um, Thursday, February 21st, we're having a career informational session. So, we have about five employers, from one from Home Depot, Enterprise. Um, we're still waiting on a couple of callbacks. Um, mm -hmm. And Georgia Pacific mm -hmm. that will come in, and they're going to do like a 20-minute presentation to help just give our student-athletes some feedback right. and ideas and suggestions and just pointers so we can start, you know, engaging in that conversation. Um, next month on March the 6th, we are going to have our mark interviews. Mm. Um, and then at the end of April, we have our career fair. So each okay. month we try to make sure that we put things in place. Okay. Uh, we collaborate very well and quite often with our career services mm. on campus. Mm. Love them to death. I don't <laughs> know where I will be without them. <laughs> but they're going to start coming in twice a month and just hosting open sessions to work on resume review cover letter, uh, interviewing, and everything. So it's that constant reinforcement. Yeah. We also have what we call is our Signature Panther Plan, starting from um, their freshman year up until fifth year. Mm -hmm. And we make sure that we cover certain topics. So it builds on top of each other. It's almost like an in-house portfolio. So just an example of a few. For their freshman year, they come in for a summer bridge program, mm -hmm. which is like our transitional. Mm -hmm. I think right. y'all are familiar with yes. this. Right. <laughs> and then um, we'll start that discussion of what are your interests a lot of times mm -hmm. they don't even know what they're good at right. or what they want to do so yeah. that's when I start talking to them okay 
just think about what's your best work environment. Mm-hmm. Do you like to work by yourself? Do you mm-hmm. like to work in groups? Uh, do you like to be on the clock? Do you like to kind of have that freedom? And that way they can kind of gear and focus, oh, well, this type of job will be the best environment to be successful or I'll be happy or want to stay in the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have like our freshman learning community where we have a, a GSU 1010. So you have those that are in the same situation as you, going through the same transitions as you, you have a familiar face so you're not alone. Um, last summer, I think we had about 110 uh, student athletes in our freshman GSU 1010 class. So it gets pretty big. Oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. great. <laughs> it gets pretty big and they have assignments. It is a class. They get credit for it. Mm-hmm. It is approved through GSU and we'll tag That's team. Brad Horton is mm-hmm. over it, and he mm-hmm. will kind of do their syllabus or, mm-hmm. you know, class syllabus. Okay. And um, one of the assignments was they had to submit a resume review or just their resume. It didn't have to be perfect right. or anything, but I needed that foundation. Mm-hmm. Right. So with us working together, I was able to pull that, and now I can start pulling my student athletes that have no clue what a resume is. <laughs> just. Right. For is that scary? It is interesting. Yeah. Okay. And it's not as scary because you see the patterns and the habits. Mm-hmm. Our student athletes that may not have such a strong resume are normally our international students. Okay. That oh, makes yeah. sense. Okay. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, and it's mixed, but uh-huh. a lot of our international students just have that transition, that right. uh, crossover. Yeah. Um, one, I have one individual submit two paragraphs handwritten oh. for her resume. I said, okay, you're going to be my first one. Oh. Right. Yeah. But, you know, she was eager to learn, ready to yeah. learn, and, right. you know, she awesome. knew. She was like, I didn't know what right. I was doing. Right. Yeah. At least you did At least something. You did something. That's what I was going to say. I'm going to get something on this paper. Exactly. Right. But she was first on my list to be scheduled. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then the good thing about it is, you know, they're freshmen. They don't have that work experience, but we right. can really encourage, hey, this is where you do your community service. That's right. This is when you start doing mm-hmm. your extracurricular activities, your mm-hmm. clubs and organizations, mm-hmm. and right. that speaks even more value sometimes yes. than just working Absolutely. or having that employment. So Absolutely. our main focus is career development, making okay. sure all of our student athletes are hired or in some way, shape, or form continuing their education or mm-hmm. professional athlete or something. Yes. Okay. Yep. That's amazing. That's great, actually. Yeah. That's our passion. You know, that's kind of yeah. where we are. Like right. that, yeah. what is, yeah. what's your purpose and what uh-huh. are you going to yeah. do? Because you're, like Jared, all, what's your favorite thing to say, Jared? Your um, football is what you... Football is what you do. do and not, not who you are. Who you are. Exactly. Yeah. I might need to kidnap that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because every one of them identifies as a student athlete. We did a social media, um, like, little informational where they identified, okay, hey, I'm more than just a student athlete. And they need to tell me five things who you are. I'm a brother. I'm an uncle. I'm a man of God. You know, whatever whatever it is. is, But anything other than being a student athlete, because you're more than that. That's right. Right. So, and it really went well. We might need to bring that back. Yeah. 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 They need to get that in their heads and keep it in their heads. That's what I want to say. Like, like, got drilled into my head. Yeah, that's like one of those things. So, shout out to Coach McKelvey. One of the things (laughs) he told me all the time was that at some point you got to show the world you can do something else. Yeah. And if you can't, it's going to be a rough life. (laughs) It's going to be tough. It's definitely going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we only got a few more questions. Um, You want to ask the next one? Um, 
I got it. You go ahead. Um, <laughs> so, um, since career readiness is the main focus, how do you get them ready? Like, are they, well, you kind of already spoke mm-hmm. to this a little mm-hmm. bit. So, we may be able to just, mm, I don't want you to have to repeat, repeat yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, but it was interesting. I told Jared this, I'm a, I'm a researcher. Yeah. Okay. I'm always looking up stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, 2018 LinkedIn had a okay. uh, research and stats said that the number one skill gap in the U.S. was communication. Mm-hmm. And so the article I was reading was talking about how student athletes are the prime candidates to fill that gap mm-hmm. because right. of the skill sets they learn being a student athlete. Yeah. So what like, what are your thoughts on that and how do you feel? Is that something that Georgia State kind of, is it a push since it is a gap? That kind of thing. Now, to be honest... We don't have anything in place to directly say we're pushing, mm-hmm. but on an average daily, every day, we encourage and we push to our student athletes, go and talk to the professor, have a face-to-face, let mm-hmm. them know who you are, engage in that conversation. But also when they need to email and make contact with that advisor, let somebody review it, or with that professor, let somebody review it because a lot of times they text the way they email or they email the way they text. So it's just about getting them to, yeah. <laughs> and I know for myself, often I mention co-switching. It's, okay. okay, there's a time and a place for everything. That's right. And listen, <laughs> we just I had promise, that conversation you know, last week. I promise I don't talk the same way when I'm at home around, uh-huh. you know, oh, say yes. around Thank my Thank you, Miss Moody. You know, Thank I mean, you, Miss Moody. But we just have to make sure that they have that skill to know, okay, this is a time that I need to do this and do this. Right. And it's not changing or not being who you are, right. but we need to make sure that we don't put those boundaries up in front of people to give them a reason to prejudge us. That's right. right. When That's okay, right. get to know me first before mm-hmm. you prejudge. That's right. So those are the ways that we kind of, I would say, subconsciously mm-hmm. make sure that we engage or keep our student athletes engaged in that communication as well. But I know for me, everybody that comes through this door, I make sure to stop and have a conversation mm-hmm. with them. Okay. Or just, hey, how you doing today? Yeah. Right. You good? You okay? You need yeah. anything? Letting yeah. them know that the door is open right. and I'm a big hugger. So they already know bringing <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, you know, if it's good, bad, or ugly, right. it, it's even okay. if we just That's finish why. fussing, we're yep. going to finish it off with a hug. We're not going to leave out of here wrong. So I think of our staff and who we are has a lot to do with just making sure our student athletes have that proper communication with their professors. There have been times where a student athlete has been upset and chose to send an email on their own, and we were like, oh, this is very disrespectful. Yeah. Do you want them to help you, you know, or right. allow you to submit a late right, assignment? Right, right. This ain't in the way you're going to do it. Exactly. <laughs> so I know I'll follow up and just tell them, hey, it's not about being manipulative, but you need to kind of yeah. learn how to control that conversation so you can right. get the final result that you're looking for. Right. So sometimes that yes, ma'am, or no, sir, and thank you so much, Kylie, mm-hmm. for your time, and just kind of backing out will soften an individual's heart rather than you trying to throw words and we all have a mouthpiece it's those that can keep that mouthpiece closed (laughs) are the special ones that's right you're right about that the tongue is a weapon just remember that (laughs) and will tongue lash many people yes everybody has one so we all just tongue lash that's right that's right that's right okay so final question final question yeah okay so um you know what we do, mm-hmm. feel to the right. real. Mm-hmm. Basically, our project, we, we 
like we said, our passion is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. We and so we always want to. This is going to probably be a staple for us in asking right. how can a program like Field to the Real come alongside what you're already doing at Georgia State to help um, enhance and make things better. Actually, things like this, what you're doing, and then being in contact with individuals within that department and building that relationship, like right. Jared, you have with a couple of people already in here, right. and just constant communication. Mm -hmm. Because we don't ever forget that we get a lot of requests and a lot of people right. wanting to come and, you know, implement something mm -hmm. or be a part yeah. of. Yeah. But sometimes it's just timing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. even though you might not get it or a response of, yes, this is what I want to do, I guarantee they did not forget what you have to offer or what yeah. you're offering. Right. And that they will come back. So just making sure that you continue to engage mm -hmm. and be a face mm -hmm. in whatever area that you're trying to get into, mm -hmm. build those connections with those individuals. Because I know for us in our department, if I need something or someone and I don't, I need to hire somebody, mm -hmm. I need to get someone in for an internship and they want to go to law school, I might not have anyone, but let me see who in the building right. has a contact. Right. So yeah. you'll never know or just, hey, That's let right. me call Jared and see if Miss Stephanie is available to help mm -hmm. real quick or something, mm -hmm. anything. Right. Yeah. So staying proactive Absolutely. is always a plus. Right. Um, and just letting people know what it is that you're doing and knowing, right. letting them know, hey, we have this service to offer yeah. and we're willing to provide it if and when you need it. When you're ready, just feel free, and I'll follow back up with you in about three months. Yeah. Right. So it's just making people aware of what it is okay. that you have to offer and yeah. just keeping those contacts, definitely bringing those contacts. Because what you have, like you said, what you guys are doing and what I'm doing and speaking of, they align yeah. simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but just different areas, different department, different people. As a matter of fact, I met with someone a couple of weeks ago that's the career development uh, director, but over at the law school. Mm -hmm. So yeah. does the exact same thing, but just wanted to come in and see what were yeah. some of the differences they wanted to get into athletics. And mm -hmm. really, you have the foundation. Right. Now it's just about switching over that verbiage right. and knowing you know, yeah. certain right. things and how things are handled in certain areas. But people will look for you like yeah. that. And yeah. I right. told him as well, your name will take you a long way. Amen. So exactly. Amen. So <laughs> let people know who you are, That's and right. when you give good quality work, mm -hmm. and you put out and give yeah. what they're looking for, your name will travel and follow definitely. That's awesome. Great yeah. advice. Thank you. Right, yes. Definitely. Great advice. I, I, yeah. I, um, I got one more question. <laughs> I, I thought of uh, just in, in this moment, but um, from a prior conversation mm -hmm. that I had, you were a college athlete, mm -hmm. you were a student athlete. Mm -hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit about Southern University. All right, no, okay. 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 I'm not gonna tell the year, Tell us a little bit about your uh, your background as a student athlete. You want the true story, the truth, truth. We truth, always truth. want the okay. truth. Okay, I'm gonna truth. give you the truth. And this is my testimony, <laughs> and I tell my kids this all the time because I don't want them to ever experience it. Okay. I was a highly recruited basketball player. Okay. Always a, just naturally talented in athletics. Just loved it. That was my forte. Good at it. Um, but I was highly recruited for basketball. I was a beast post-wise. Um, but my grades were horrible. Mm -hmm. Grades were horrible. Right. And but I was be considered. I would have considered myself a not a star athlete, but well-known athlete in the building. 
um, a lot of the teachers and my coach, we hung out in that coach's classroom. If mm-hmm. anything, my coach took care of it mm-hmm. and handled it. And I love my coach to this day. We're still in contact. I do mm-hmm. give him the world, anything he wants. Um, but I had one English teacher. I did not turn in one assignment, literally one assignment. And they would not allow me to turn in that assignment. And I failed the class and I was ineligible my senior year. Mm-hmm. That that mm. hurt. I was so devastated. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. so devastated mm. because I had all the potential in the world. Yeah, and right. that's when I learned my lesson that don't ever give anybody control of your own destiny. Right. Yes. So when it came down to making sure things were turned in and my business was handled, that's fine. And my parents always taught me certain things we'll accept, certain things we won't accept. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling in math, English, or history, okay. You don't have to have an A or a B. Right. Put in the effort, we'll go get you some help, and we do it. But you better not come home with an A or anything less than PE. Yeah. You know, so it's just that right. balance. Yeah. Um, so, again, I learned my lesson on not giving, putting my destiny in anyone else's hands. Mm-hmm. And I learned that lesson quick, fast, and a hurry. Mm-hmm. Quick, fast, and a hurry. Um, so then, like I said, always naturally talented with softball. Mm-hmm. Came and went. Basketball kind of took seniority because I had to work at it, mm-hmm. and it challenged me a little mm-hmm. bit more. But softball was just like, yeah, I'm good. I'm going to swing, send it somewhere deep. I'm going to score and run it and everything else. Um, with my grades being kind of, uh, and testing scores being low, I went to Georgia Perimeter back in the day mm-hmm. and did a semester there just to get those core classes in, and then I was able to transfer to Southern University. Um, really got involved into like recreation. Um, we have a very long and deep uh, family history at Southern University mm-hmm. as well. And um, took a little time and definitely knew I did not want to play for the basketball team. The coach, um, his attitude and my attitude would not have done well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I left basketball alone and went to the rec center and did my thing there, showed out. And then I went and watched a couple of softball games. I'm like, Good, I could play. So when tried out, made the team as a walk-on. My first year did not play. Did not play, did not touch the field not one time. And it drove me up the wall. It killed me because I knew I was a much better athlete. Okay, I might not play all games 24-7, but I'm a much better athlete than that. So that summer I stayed home, stayed in Baton Rouge, did not come home. Um, got with one of the pitchers. I was a catcher, and we worked that entire summer. Just mm-hmm. she and I. We awesome. worked, 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 worked. So after that, showed the coach what I, the improvement, mm-hmm. or let me let me show you something. Mm-hmm. And from then on, I was a starter. And never sat the bench. Never touched the bench. Not Love one it. time again. Um, so it. just had to work. And I don't. I'm not ashamed to tell my story, because mm-hmm. it, hopefully it will encourage someone. That's right to know, okay, that happened in high school. This is even more for y'all. This is college because a lot of you, your scholarships are based on this. Your right. tuition to get right. pay for school is based on mm-hmm. this. Yeah. See, I had still had a little wiggle room. Yeah. Mine uh-huh. came at the right, wrong mm-hmm. time for me, yeah. but I could still come back from it, and I did. Yeah. When you hit college, you that's kind of your dead end, yeah. so you, you can't really come back no. from that. So something as simple as a player just quitting the team because they're – off yeah. for yeah. that day, you, you it's hard to come back from that. Yeah. You're on a different yeah. level. Yeah. So that's why I I always try to, you know, give them my testimony, tell them my story, mm-hmm. and listen. Like I said in, earlier, Swag Player of the Year. I yeah. bust my tail and worked hard for what I wanted. And on top of it, you know, I had 22 hours. I was trying to graduate. I pledged. 
you know, it oh, was yeah, just a you lot. Were busy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I realized that that would never happen again. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you about mm-hmm. it. Right. But it, I've learned my lesson, mm-hmm. and that's one thing. Right. We never did the same dumb stuff twice. Right. Good. The first time that's you can right. make a mistake, the second learn time, no. That's yeah, right. the second time, no. That's right. So learn that, that is lesson. the truth, the honest, yeah. honest okay. truth. Awesome. Yeah. Right. You got to come, um, so New Breed Works. <laughs> you gotta come be on our panel. Oh, okay. If you would have me, I would oh, love absolutely, to. Okay. absolutely. I would love to. Yes, yes. We'd love to have you. Definitely. We were just talking about it before you came in. Like, I love the experience. Yeah, he was okay. one of our panelists. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what's a couple up. of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So pretty awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, we thank you. This was yeah. awesome. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. So now so you get to see what we do. What we do, okay. right? Right. Yeah. Definitely. So typically, uh, we start off with who's really right. Okay. And so who's really right is one of those things where Stephanie and I are on opposite ends of the argument. Okay. And for the last couple of weeks, actually, you know, last week, I think I, I got that I was right. Listen. I did. Listen. If you look at IG. Oh, really? Shout out to Jamia. If you look at IG. <laughs> <laughs> Jamia said that I was really right. Oh, did she? She didn't really say that. She I wasn't going to say it. I don't know if she said that, but okay. She she took the same position that I did. Okay. So okay. at the end of this, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA and the NFL. Mm-hmm. And at the end of this, you're okay. going to be the deciding vote. Okay. And who's really right. Okay. All right. So today we have, will the NFL overtake the <clears throat> NBA as the most popular league in the, in the U.S.? Mm-hmm. So my position on this is the NFL is going through turmoil. Mm-hmm. And I think the culmination of that was the ratings from the Super Bowl. Okay. But Roger Goodell and just the NFL teams have just gotten it wrong for too many years in a row. And they're mm-hmm. starting, they starting to feel the effects of that. Okay. And the NBA, for whatever reason, Adam Silver over there, he's just getting it right. <laughs> he's, getting he's getting it, it right. right with the All-Star game. He's getting uh-huh. it right with uh, um, just his relation with the players. And it just feels like a more... Oh Lord, you got stats. Oh, you know what? Hey, come on. You she don't get late, this. Right, right. You don't. You don't get to listen. You don't get to be right for one week, bro. Let's oh, go. Right. Yeah, you come on. Got my nice with. argument. No, all go together. ahead. Go ahead. Continue, please. But uh, it, it's feeling like, and, and I don't have any numbers to to promote this. <laughs> and I know you got some, but I, I don't have any numbers to promote this. But it feels like there's a shifting of the tide when it comes to uh, just which league is Mm -hmm. the most popular. Okay. So, when you say popular, (laughs) are we going based on attendance at games? Are we going based on um, audience watching it? Are we going based on, like, you know me, I always like to set a criteria before I start an argument. It doesn't make sense to talk about it if we're just talking off the side. Like, what are we talking about? You said popular. See, that's too subjective for me. So, you you couldn't go attendance because... NFL stadiums are going to be larger than, so okay. you would have to go to percentage of, you know, uh, the venue field. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the NFL is going to have better ratings. Oh, okay. But so, I think you would right. have to look at, and um, you would have to look at over amount of time, the percentage of either viewers. For the NFL and uh-huh. how it's decreased, mm-hmm. and the percentage of viewers for the NBA and how that's increased. Okay, and I don't know. I, it'd be rough to to kind of show that. 
Yeah. So I went with I went with the subjective <laughs> argument. <laughs> Okay. I went. I went with the qualitative argument. Okay, I, I, no I, problem. <laughs> no problem. So, um, realistically, though, mm-hmm. if we're gonna look at this, we gotta be able to quantify it. So we're gonna say, if we we won't. Okay, I'll give you that we won't look at it from the attendance at the games because right. a football stadium is so much larger than a right. basketball. But if we were gonna talk about it, we could talk about it in terms of. Um, the reason why the I'm gonna give you a reason why the NBA is getting an increase in um, popularity, if you want to uh-huh. say that, is because they're an international sport. Yes, and so they get international uh, players. There's basketball all over the world, mm-hmm. so it's a so you can't even it's apples and oranges in that respect. You can't you can't you can't because. The, the the few things that you see happen outside of the U.S. in football, it's what they play in like three, four games now uh, in Europe, I think, a year. I think they're up to four games a year in Europe. So that's not – so, again, but – wait, don't say nothing. Okay. Let no, me finish. I'm, I'm finish. But let me just put – let me just – let me just close the door on the argument from the, from the get-go. Okay. Because the argument is – is the NBA going to overtake the NFL? Right. It's not going to happen. Okay. It's not possible to close the gap that exists right now between what the NFL does and what the NBA can do. I can bring numbers in this if you want. Yeah, let me hear some numbers. Okay, let me find them for you. <clears throat> the Super Bowl. Let's uh-huh. just talk about the Super Bowl. Okay. Makes more revenue than uh-huh. the NBA and baseball combined. So how are you combined? Okay. Yeah, combined. You mean their championships or just yeah. the leagues? In no, they, they say their championships. Even and oh, that's okay. and what's yeah, crazy that about that is because both of them have multiple, multiple games. games. Yeah, yeah. We're talking one game yeah. versus yeah. multiple. Right. You got to win four of seven in either situation. Uh huh. And it's yeah. still, they still can't get them. Okay. They still, it's just, it's the gap is, I think the gap, it's, it would be 50 years hmm. before that gap closed enough. Let me find you some more. Let's see. Now, did you calculate, include for the NFL teams your American and your semi-professional team? No, ma'am. This okay. is just, huh? No, just. this is just, a, and, and <laughs> of course, that's my other argument. Uh-huh. The fact that now we have another league that just started, the uh-huh. AA, you, you, AFL. AA, mm-hmm. okay. So, people are hungry for football. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, this has, it hadn't been a bust. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to find it. They don't have it on mainstream TV. No. Mm-hmm. You have to go to, you got to go look for it. And it's right. still doing well. Yeah. Football is never going to be, never going to happen. I'm sorry, NBA, yeah. I love, and I love basketball, but I'm yeah. <laughs> sorry. But you're a Golden State Warriors fan, so I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. That, I, I, yeah. It makes more sense, right? No. He was the MVP of the. Oh, okay. Oh, <clears throat> let, me, let me ask you this yes. question. Absolutely. Um, for the football, that, uh, for the. Oh, my goodness. The NFL? They, no. NBA? No. Oh, my goodness. I'm the AFL? Uh oh. Super Bowl. Uh huh. <laughs> okay, there we go. So that, that, yeah. Oh, I'm okay. so sorry. For you the do. Super Bowl. 
um, they said the numbers for this Super Bowl were less than our American, uh, what is it, Atlanta soccer team. Yes. In attendance. Mm -hmm. What do you think the cause of that was or could have been? Why our numbers were so low? Because we had the space and everything in the city. I think Mm -hmm. it's just people, honestly, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we... Dang it, we can't stop talking about these people. Right. <laughs> I think it's because people are tired of watching the Patriots. Oh, yeah. yeah. I oh, think God. it's like okay. if another team could We're just in play it. in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I know for me, I would have tried to find a ticket someplace if the Saints would have been there. Right. Oh, well. Yeah, I'm just Oops. Saying. Oh, Mr. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> we were okay. Oops. It's time for you to go. Yeah, you just say. <laughs> you have won this debate. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, but no, it's it's literally, they say, um, the Cowboys have been the most, the Cowboys have been the most valuable franchise in the world for 11 years in a row. That makes sense. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. 11 years in a row, more valuable than, in, in, in not, you heard what I said, right? Okay. I didn't say it in the United States. Right, in the world. In the world, in the world Craig. In the world, Craig. So, I just don't, I mean, again, if we could put some, some definitive what we're talking about, how we're, even if I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's attendance, I don't care if it's viewership, I don't right. care if it's money. The NFL is winning, and they and the gap might be closing, but it's gonna take a long time for that big of a gap to close all the way. Right. Well, and and that's the reason why it'd be hard to quantify this argument because it's a theoretical one. Yeah. If we we know that the NFL right now is, uh, we know the NFL right now is is leading. It's the most popular sport. Um, but kind of a few of the things that you said, you know, in your argument, um, a few of the things that you said in your argument was that um, um, the NBA is becoming more of a global sport. Yes. And so I know I, I I'm, we specifically say the U.S., mm-hmm. but the, the NBA is growing the sport around the world. I'm not sure if you saw the report that they have a new partnership in Africa oh, where they're mm-hmm. going to grow the sport in Africa. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, because of that, it'll promote the NBA to heights above the NFL. Now, right now, there's nothing that I could show you in numbers to support that. It's not. No. So, maybe I, uh, I'm i not really right today. <laughs> as long as you know. But still, I, I honestly, I believe that, and I don't think it'll take 100 years. I think mm-hmm, okay. I think that in maybe about <laughs> 10 to 15 years and we can mm-hmm. come back to this argument then. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, that uh, the NBA will overtake the NFL okay. as the most popular sport in the U.S. You can believe what you like. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> numbers don't lie. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. The numbers don't lie. Well, it's up to you, Miss Moore. I have to go with Miss Stephanie. Oh, but because fair is fair. Yeah. Number one, she had you with the numbers. Right. So just make sure you got your numbers and give us some stats because people go by numbers. Yeah. Um, but in all honesty, because I feel my personal opinion, because of the size of the NFL, um, every sport kind of, kind of has its up and down. Mm-hmm. Right now, the NFL is going through a major mm-hmm. up and down, well, uh, a plateau, down. Yeah, yeah, majorly. Um, but they're going to bounce back up. Even I think mm-hmm. on their worst days, they're not going to. The NBA is not going to be able to outdo them. Okay. Um, 
just even if you're including salary, you just want to cap on salary or just whatever it is because each group is each sport is small compared to football. Right. Football is such girth, and I see the comparison when even here at Georgia State. Football is our big baby, mm-hmm. and yeah. all of our other sports are smaller babies. So we can put all of our other sports together mm-hmm. and work with five advisors and get our other 15 sports, 14 sports taken care of. Mm-hmm. But we right. still need five advisors just, just to take care of football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just the size and girth of mm-hmm. the sport itself is naturally just going to bring in money. Even on their bad days, it's going to have some type of money. Okay. Now, they're going to lose people for, like, long-term. You might get right. your, like, your long-term sick t- uh, season ticket holders or your diehard fans that travel with, with mm-hmm. the team as they go. Right. They're going to lose a lot of that support. But uh-huh. television-wise, it's still that ease of access. They're going to watch it, and mm-hmm. they won't lose it. And well, I think eventually, like you said, they will catch on to the idea how they're going to change it, but you can't have the same teams and doing the same thing every year and expect to have the same people have that same excitement mm-hmm. about right. it every year. Yeah. Once you start switching it up and you see, okay, it's a true competition, it's not a setup, right. or right. you know, we're not playing favoritism or deflate gate and all that good stuff, right. then we know it's a true game. Mm-hmm. It's an yeah. American game. Mm-hmm. Even though baseball is America's game, football is truly taking taking over. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I, I, I think I'm one, still putting you out there. I'm going to just say, <laughs> <laughs> I think one thing just to, to add to my argument, and I'll, I'll concede, but I think that uh, one thing that needs to be paid attention to is the whole CTE um, issue and parents definitely starting to transition their kids from playing football into pushing them towards basketball. Well, let soccer. me ask you this. How do you feel instead of transitioning them out of playing football, have our younger kids just transition or just play flag football? Uh, no tackle, just flag. I, I think that's best for the younger kids mm-hmm. anyway. I think kids from 6 maybe to 11, 12 okay. should only be playing flag and learning mm-hmm. um, about the game without the component of contact mm-hmm. or collision, not just contact. Um, and then after that, then they should learn the game from a physical standpoint. And I'm old school. I'm used to seeing hits and plays and you going yes. hard. So yes. it's a balance to me because mm-hmm. I get, you know, that CTE is yeah. dangerous and it's just an amazing disease to me because yeah. it takes such an effect on people. Yeah. And you right. can't be tested for it until after, after the fact. Right. And I would love to see what they're trying to put in place or, you know, begin and yeah. testing. What they're trying to, yeah. Right. So we can start recognizing some of these signs and everything yeah. or just to know, okay, certain hits are going to definitely put us in that situation. Right. But um, it's just overall it's so tough but I think we still need to let them play it's just yeah. like okay you can't blow the whistle for every little thing but right. you know the head to head contact is sensitive yeah. so it's that balance so let the allow the kids to play flag football up until 11 or 12 years old but what about our coaches and giving them some type of training and sending them to making it mandatory because they can so. go to professional development by choice Right. But making it mandatory so we can all kind of be on the same page and mm-hmm. respect the same rules and understand why these rules are right. being in place. Why that, that'd yeah. be ideal. Yeah. To, to actually force a lot of these coaches. Because honestly, I, I've gone to a lot of uh, um, Little League games in D.C. and here mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing is 
a lot of these coaches aren't trained. Mm-hmm. And since they aren't Somebody trained, daddy. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Th- since they aren't they trained, they aren't training uh, these kids to tackle correctly. Mm-hmm. They're not training them to just the finer points of the game. Mm-hmm. So that should that should definitely be mandatory. Absolutely, that would help. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. It's just some type of training. Instead of trying to change our entire program or the entire program itself, let's incorporate some things first to see if that will help. And I think just training our coaches, okay, hey, listen, this is not the proper, you know, technique for tackling or receiving the ball, football, and everything else. Because a lot of times I'm like, why did they blow a whistle or throw a flag? Right. He barely touched it. Let him play. You know, that's Tom Brady if they blow on him, he gets a call. I mean, oh, we have this conversation all the time. Yeah, so I, I, I already know me and a couple of family members had this conversation yeah. on the regular. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's just about that balance. Let them play. Mm-hmm. Right. Go. Be aggressive. Because if everybody could do it, then it, it wouldn't be it. endless. It's right. yeah. out. So, but we also have to protect our, our NFL. But to kind of jump back in to suggest for another topic in the future, talking about what about when our NFL players finish or retire, and what do they have in place for education, career? What is what do they do when they retire from the NFL? What's their next step? Right. And and we'll so, see that all of right. see. Okay, so so for me as the advantage coach, mm-hmm. uh-huh. literally that is my passion to touch at every level. Mm-hmm. High school, collegiate, and professional. And right. so I work yes. that is my thing. Like I'm always trying to I try to help as many professional athletes as I can. Mm-hmm. Like, let's think about it now while you're still playing, boo. Yeah. So when you get done, because I, I had the personal experience, and, and you all know this out there in uh, listening in podcast land, right. that my <laughs> I had the personal experience of watching someone very close to me, mm-hmm. you know, be number one coming out of state of Georgia, go to college. You know, you did okay. You ended up transferring. You did a little better. You ended up in the NFL, but now you're out. Now yeah. and you—that's we talking four or five years. And you're nothing. done. Yeah. yeah. So what is it that you? So mm-hmm. I'm. I'm. Th- it's passion for me. Yeah. I want to make sure, and so I, we totally agree. And that's yeah. per, that's perfect segue though okay. to our next yes. topic because <laughs> okay. what we do is called onto the real. Okay. Okay. And onto the real is where we actually spotlight someone who has been. Awesome. Um, a student athlete or a professional mm-hmm. athlete and that they've gone on to do something successful with themselves. Good. We want to make sure we spotlight and exactly. give kudos to those people right. who are yeah. out there doing their thing. So Definitely. that's kind of where our next topic, kind of what Leads we do on to the real. Yes. And so this week our on to the real uh, spotlight is Christopher Howard. Christopher B. Howard. Christopher Doctor. Dr. <laughs> Christopher B. Howard. Yes, yes sir. Uh, and so, uh, Christopher B. Howard is the president at Robert Morris University. Yep. And so, can you tell us a little bit about him, Stephanie? Sure. Uh, um, eighth president they've had at the school. Right. Um, he's 50 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a former running back at Air Force Academy. Awesome. Um, like, literally, this dude won all kind of accolades as a running back. As a back. running back, yeah. At the school, um, when he got out, he obviously went to the military. He came mm-hmm. out of the military. Um, some of the stuff that I just highlighted that I thought was really cool, just in his journey to this process of becoming the president of the school. Right. He worked with Bristol Myers Squibb as a manager on a hundred million dollar HIV/AIDS uh, oh, initiative awesome. in Southern Africa. That is oh, wow. awesome. Yeah. Like 
This dude is no joke. Okay. I'm like, yes, you are doing yes. the dang thing. Yes. And even today, he's the chairman and founder of Impact Young Lives Foundation, which provides scholarship and traveling opportunities for South African students of color. Love it. Isn't that amazing? Love it. I was like, yes, he was a Rhodes Scholar. Yes. He's a member of the, um, currently a member of the College Football Playoff Selection Committee. Awesome. Okay. So, like, he's still involved. And I just just thought he was just, I was like, this dude is amazing Mm -hmm. because, you know, that's not, I told you, how many did I tell you was? I think it was like six. Did I tell you six? It was six Six presidents presidents that are former athletes. Yep. Oh, wow. That's all, and and for every institution in the in the country, yeah. there are only six presidents who currently sit who are for, former yeah. student athletes, mm-hmm. ah. and he is the only African American. Yes, great information. One of the things that uh, great information. I saw about him that kind of put me to shame. <laughs> really, we in a contest, that, of course, you're the man. Yes, <laughs> is that from ninety one to ninety four? He was able to receive his master's and his PhD. Mm-hmm. And oh, I was like, hustling. man, I'm on year five. <laughs> he was hustling. He yeah. Was, yeah. He, he, really, he really got through that. Yeah. He was serious. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. he had a mission. But right. we know no, when what? we have our mind and our heart set on something, mm-hmm. like you say, we have a mission, you yeah. can't stop us. No. Yeah. It, it, everybody else thinks it's too much, then you don't need to do it. That's right. right. Okay, it's not built for you. That's right. You're not built for That's this. That's right. right. That's right. right. You're not okay. built for this. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so, impressive. Yeah. So, shout out to him. Yeah. Like, you know, his, Chris, Dr. Christopher Dr. B. Howard. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes. Like, yeah. So I was really impressed with him. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right. So we're at the end. Yeah, so we always end this podcast with our feel-good final thought. And this week we have, uh, (laughs) we both saw this story. And thank you for bringing it up because you typically choose the person. (laughs) You know, I always want to choose somebody radical. I know. Yeah, like y'all remember, he actually wanted us to choose LeVar Ball as our feel-good final thought person. But see, listen, Never on no day. No, you're not going to get me to believe that it was okay. Never on no day. You know, the week after I decided that, he went and did something else. Well... What, we talk, something we, else. We dug into him. <laughs> I was really only speaking about him as a businessman and Whatever. how he was able to create something for his family. Ain't Listen, I'm not going to shoot him no more. No, no good feel, feel thought about him. He I'm just sorry. turned he just turned me all the way uh, mm-hmm. last week with his antics. So okay. I'm off mm-hmm. him. Good. But this week I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got Miss Stephanie close to you. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this week I feel good. Final thought. Uh, spotlight is Jay Spencer. Yeah. Um, and so Jay Spencer, in uh, seeing this story, he is uh, he is the state champion wrestling. Uh, of wrestling in the state of Alabama. Yeah. Okay. Yep. He's legally blind. Love it. And yeah. that was awesome to see that story. Yeah. I uh, uh, as soon as you mentioned it, Stephanie, I thought about it and I had seen it on the. Uh, on the news and it come cro- it came across the ticker. Um, I was like, oh yeah, that's that's the person we're gonna yeah, choose for this week. Like this kid is amazing. Really, he's a senior, so his his state title is the first one that his school has won in any sport. Oh yeah, and he wow. So he he has what's um, called well I, I I'm not gonna even try to say the actual <laughs> name. It's just LCA ten. 
LCA10. And so he literally can only see out of the corner of his left eye. That's it. Just out the corner. So he's pretty much blind. He's blind. Right. Yeah. Um, but he played varsity football. Right. And now he's playing. Uh, he's, he's a wrestler. wrestler. Well, he was a wrestler. And mm-hmm. his coaches rave about the type of kid he is. Mm-hmm. That he doesn't let this, the Stop. disability, he, mm-hmm. he, he just works harder than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he, he was like, he actually may have an advantage in wrestling because he feels. He feels, yeah. he can hear. He can, Other senses heightened. Yeah. So, um, so he, like, he was, he's been legally blind since three. Mm. Started wrestling at five. Yeah. And so, um, it's just awesome. And yeah. the, 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 well, I'm sorry. Go I didn't ahead. You. No, you're good. No, I was just going to ask because uh, one of the things we talked about the other day um, when we planning for the show was that there's like a procedure. Yeah, yeah. That that's goes. what I was about to talk. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. So he's actively participating in a clinical trial right now. Okay. That can give him his sight back. Yeah. It's awesome. a. It's called. It's a, a gene editing process that they'll do that'll take out all of the bad, like cells the bad, yeah. set, bad cells mm-hmm. to give him his sight back. Oh, that is amazing. And so he almost missed this opportunity because of wrestling, because the mm-hmm. trial was supposed to start while he was in the middle of the wrestling season. But look at God. Okay. That they pushed the trial off, and he ended up being able to participate Just fully. That's awesome. Can we give a shout-out and kudos to his family for not yes. allowing any any hindrance? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Definitely. For sure. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a like I still have chills everything I, I, every time I talk about him because <laughs> I just I just think this kid you know you get all the kudos from me right. because mm-hmm. you know like you said you didn't let anything handicap you exactly yeah so that's prayers, our yeah yeah prayers up to that young man that, yeah that this trial works and yes. he's able to re- yes. regain his sight yes um, for sure this is just an awesome story yeah um so we're at the end yeah we made it through. Uh, a nice episode of Field to the Real. We want to thank you so much, Ms. Yes, Ms. Moody, thank you so much. Thank you again for having me. I truly, yeah. truly enjoyed myself. Good. Well, awesome. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's good, good stuff. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, this is the end of episode six. We thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. See ya.